Hello, folks. Welcome to the podcast. This episode is sponsored by italki, and uh, maybe you, you're thinking of getting some English practice uh, into your life during the summer. Then uh, why not uh, use italki because you could find some, you could find yourself a one-to-one teacher. Uh, and schedule some regular lessons where you can have Skype conversations um, and language feedback and stuff, and you can do it from your from your living room if you want to, um, and you know get a series of English lessons and conversations planned uh, across the summer. And let's have, let's make this the summer of learning English, shall we? Um, and don't forget, if you sign up to uh, Italki through my website, then uh, then you will be gifted a, a voucher worth a free lesson after you've paid for some talk time to get that offer go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website you're listening to luke's english podcast for more information visit teacherluke.co.uk hello folks welcome to luke's english podcast you join me on a saturday evening and I'm sitting upstairs on the uh, sort of rooftop terrace thing that we've got here. And the sun is going down in the distance. And I've got views of Paris looking uh, absolutely splendid. I can see the Eiffel Tower and other landmarks and stuff. Um, last weekend, it was going completely crazy here. Absolutely mad uh, because of the World Cup. And uh, now it's kind of you know mid to late July and Paris is kind of going in, switching into holiday mode, but it's good. The weather's nice. It's quite hot, n- not too hot, uh, fairly hot, blue skies, sunshine. Uh, it's very nice indeed. Summertime is here. Um, and um, so let's see. My, my wife is out. Uh, the baby is asleep uh, downstairs in the bedroom, and I've got one of those kind of special kind of uh, baby speakers going on here you know kind of like a walkie-talkie for babies um yeah so i've got that going on there in the background as well so if if uh, the baby starts crying or something um there might be a little noise you might hear it through the speaker and i'll just you know pause the podcast and run downstairs and do whatever it is that's necessary usually it's kind of like she's lost the pacify you know the, the dummy that babies suck that's dropped out of her mouth or she's kind of rolled over and is in an uncomfortable position or something uh, that's normally just it, and she generally sleeps pretty well. Anyway, here's a, here's a new episode, and I was just describing the surroundings um, and the situation here uh, on the podcast. It's been a little while since I did the last one, um, and it, the times have been busy, and I'll tell you about that in this episode. This one's going to be kind of newsy, and I'm going to talk a bit about the World Cup, and I'm going to talk about some other bits and pieces relating to the podcast and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I've written a lot of stuff down uh, for this one. You'll see on the page for the episode uh, lots of notes and scripts and things. Um, I've been trying to record an episode for, for a while, for a week or, or maybe more. Um, and uh, it's very busy. Times are very busy here at the moment. Um, and I'm teaching intensive uh, holiday courses um, all day long, all week, 30 hours a week. 
and so that most of my time is being spent doing that and then in the evenings it's you know looking after the looking after the baby and you know cooking and doing all the usual things and it's been you know a little difficult to record an episode that's normal isn't it in uh, summertime normally if, if you're a long-term listener you'll know that uh, in july things get busy and then in august everything gets very quiet as the entire city goes on holiday uh, including me probably um and so i'll you know i'll talk more about that but that's one of the reasons why uh, the upload the uploading of episodes has not been quite as frequent as normal which is probably quite good it probably gives you a chance to catch up because uh, i do publish quite a lot of stuff anyway here it is here's your regular dose of english listening practice um, I was thinking about the theory, the science, the method, uh, the method in the madness um, relating to the podcast. And I just came up with a few ideas. Uh, I, I was thinking this, like, listen regularly, listen longer, listen long term. Don't stop, even when it gets difficult. And in time, the results will be obvious to you. Um, it's the kind of compound effect of Uh, being exposed to so much language over time. So you have time plus practice plus positivity, which is important. It's, motivation is the absolute fuel for, for language learning. So time plus practice plus positivity means genuine progress in English, I think. In a natural way, all you need is the right resource to listen to. You just need Uh, plenty of stuff to listen to and probably plenty of stuff to read as well but uh, certainly if you're looking out for you know the the spoken version of the language uh, then you've got to be doing lots and lots of listening um, all you need is the right resource to listen to it's i suppose it should be something personal something designed for you as a learner of english not n not native to an english-speaking country probably Something made by someone who might know what they're doing. Someone with the teaching qualifications, but also the experience of just talking to groups of people just for fun. Um, something which has many episodes which you can use to get that English into your head. Your mission, basically, is to get as much English into your head as you can. Through your ears, in this case, uh, until you get to a point that you've heard so much that you start to get a feel for the language. It's like the force. You have to trust your feelings and do what you feel is right. It's kind of like the Jedi way. Do or do not. There is no try. Um, when you do a grammar or vocab exercise, you know the answer by instinct, um, just because you feel that it's the right answer. You know, this feels right, that doesn't. But how can you possibly develop that instinct without getting exposed to enough of the language in context so listen a lot read a lot regularly for longer periods long term don't stop and just enjoy the process and these are the right conditions in which you can really learn english and that's what this podcast is all about um So, yes, this could be the resource for you. Maybe I'm, I'm preaching to the converted and, you know, many of you who are regular listeners, you don't, you know, you already know this. But if there are any new listeners listening to this, then jump on board and get involved. Listen to the episodes, get the app, look through the archive list. You can star the, the episodes that you think look interesting and then come back to them later. Um, listen to a bunch of them over the summer, maybe. Leave your comments in the comments section on the website and introduce yourself to the friendly and funny people that you'll find there. Um, this could be the thing that's going to help you get the English that you want. Uh, check out my episode archive. I've got episodes about grammar, vocabulary, topics of all kinds, conversations with guests, funny stuff, serious stuff. 
And I've also got a premium subscription service where we take things further and really dig deep into the language, examining, uncovering, analysing, explaining, repeating the language, which comes up naturally in episodes of this show made by me for you. All the information you need is on the website, of course, the episode archive, the notes, the transcriptions and the premium service, teacherluke.co.uk. So here is your new dose of English. So what's going on? What's up? What's what's happening? What's going down? Well, um, let's see. First thing, actually, I need to tell you is about a Lepster meetup which is happening in London. Okay, a Lepster meetup in London. I'm pretty sure I won't be able to make it myself, although I would love to join in if I can. But there is a meetup happening uh, in London with confirmed guests already. So. Attention all Lepsters in London or nearby during the summer of 2018. There's an LEP meetup happening on Friday the 3rd of August. Friday the 3rd of August from 2pm in the Fitzroy Tavern, a pub, uh, 16 Charlotte Street, Fitzrovia, London, W1T2LY. That's the postcode at the end. Fitzrovia is a cool place. It's just north of Soho near Oxford Street and Tottenham Court Road. I used to go drinking there when I lived in London with my old mates from college. So that's our old stomping ground, in fact, and it's a good place to to get together and hold a a Luke's English podcast meetup. So the meetup is being organised by Zdenek Lukas, the guy behind Zdenek's English podcast. Uh, Zdenek is a long-term fan of this podcast and uh, a well-qualified English teacher from the Czech Republic. Every summer he goes to London and teaches intensive courses in schools there. And uh, Zdenek is a big fan of board games, especially for learning English which is kind of a special area of interest for some people. Uh, There's a movement in English teaching which is all about using board games. I think it's a brilliant idea. Board games are interactive. They create communicative situations. They're fun. They involve communicative objectives and all sorts of cool things which are ideal for learning English. Plus, they're a really great way for people to get together, socialise and practice. And so these are board games for adults, of course, not kids' stuff. Um, So Zdenek will be in the Fitzroy Tavern from two, joined by an English teaching friend of his from the UK. I think she's called Claire, but I'm not sure. And some other Lepsters who I think are already confirmed. And you really should join them. You won't regret it. You'll make instant friends and you will have an afternoon and possibly an evening in London that you won't forget if you do it right. And by do it right, I mean be sociable have a couple of beers, relax, let go, enjoy meeting some like-minded people and have some fun and play some board games in English. It'll be good. So now Zdenek needs to know how many people are coming so that he can book some tables in the pub. So shoot him an email at teacherzdenek at gmail.com. Teacher, T-E-A-C-H-E-R. Zdenek is Z-D-E-N-E-K at gmail.com. So if you're interested in coming, send an email to, to Zdenek so he knows how many people are coming. Now, if you're wondering what to write, like, oh, what shall I write? You can, you can just word, you can write this word for word, okay? So just write this. Hi, Zdenek. I'd like to come to the LEP meetup on the 3rd of August. Please count me in. My name is, and then just insert your name here, and then you write, see you there. Cheers, okay? Uh, if you can't be there at 2, uh, you could probably join them later. 
you could ask uh, Stenek how long he'll be there, but they may stay there for a while. So, you know, even if you can't be there at 2, join them a little bit later on. Got it? So, Friday, 3rd of August, from 2pm, Fitzroy Tavern, 16 Charlotte Street, London. Email teacherzdenik at gmail.com to let him know that you're coming, and then you guys can let me know how it goes. So, what else is up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on? So... I should probably wrap up the World Cup commentary that I started in June. So the World Cup is old news now, isn't it? It's just so last week, uh, the, the World Cup. It was a week ago. It basically it concluded. Um, and But yeah, it's, it's old news now. But anyway, let me talk about it. Because first of all, I need to talk about England you know, getting knocked out. Uh, but also France's campaign. Because I live here and uh, you know, I'm, I live in, in France, obviously, in, in Paris. And uh, France won the World Cup. And it just went completely berserk. It went bonkers. It went crazy here. Um, so, you know, I'd like to just kind of give my report on, on those things. So, uh, we'll start with England versus Croatia. So, the result, the final result was 2-1 uh, to Croatia. Croatia 2, England 1. And um, let's see, maybe we can just recap the game. Let me think. Let me try and remember. Okay, so, um, maybe England underestimated Croatia. Uh, maybe Croatia wanted it more. Maybe England just weren't that good in the first place and got lucky in the tournament. Uh, I think in this game, ultimately, England were outclassed by Croatia. Croatia were impressive, incredibly determined and hardworking. Uh, We expected them to be tired. Um, Everyone expected them to be tired. We expected to be able to beat them. But they are made of tough stuff, the Croatians. Um, And I think a lot of people in England were talking about the final you know, we're looking ahead to that. They were assuming that they would be able to deal with deal with Croatia. Uh, Croatia's other games, their previous two games, went to extra time and penalties against Denmark and Russia. So they must have been knackered. They must have been exhausted. But they soldiered on, and ultimately they overcame England. Um, and um, immediately the excitement and all the renditions of its coming home uh, stopped and it was back to normal in England. And when I say normal, I mean the general madness of the time with the chaos of Brexit and our government imploding on itself, Trump visiting and being greeted by 250,000 people in the street protesting against his entire existence. Uh, he visited the Queen and he arrived late, making her wait over 10 minutes. Um, so, you know, that's basically that was the aftermath of England getting knocked out. It's like, OK, back to this kind of thing again. All right, then. So, um, um, what about what about the game? What happened in the game? Let's just have a little look at the, the recap. This is, I guess, from this is from FIFA TV on on YouTube. Semi final night in Moscow, as Croatia and England set out each to clear the last hurdle before the World Cup final itself. Of course, the camera take from Jesse Lingard. Now Deli Ali has had his ankle tapped. Okay. In position A1 for England. England player got uh, fouled just outside the box. It is Kieran Trippier. And boom. Goal. Trippier scored an amazing glorious, free kick. Glorious England goal. A fantastic Picture free kick. Perfect. There is not a better strike than that. Ali. Lingard. Harry Kane. So that was England pressing in the uh, in the penalty area there. Um, I guess in the earlier stages of the game, Harry Kane uh, having a shot saved by the Croatian goalkeeper. And Kane again! 
It's Croatia now just approaching the English penalty area from the right wing. Lakatic for Vasolko, aimed in beyond Mandzukic and fired home by Perisic. So Perisic there just scored a goal that was crossed in by what? Who was it? Mandzukic? I don't know. Anyway. Croatia's cravings are satisfied, at least for now. And like, the semi-final is back where it began. It was a very high. It was a very high sort of boot. He raised his foot really high and sort of managed to, I guess, toe poke the ball into the goal. It was very, very sort of good athletic feet to stretch to be able to get the ball in there. And now we see Croatia, I guess, taking over and sort of dominating the game and you know continuing to push against uh, England's penalty area. It's Perisic. Ivan Perisic has hit the post. And England breathe a collective and profound sigh of relief. That's a nice expression, to breathe a sigh of relief. A sigh is like, (sighs) that's a sigh. So a sigh of relief is when you go, oh, thank God for that. So England breathe a collective sigh of relief. Very nice little phrase. England breathe a collective and profound sigh of relief. Croatia won. So England have got a corner here. Um, and it's still 1-1. England won. There will be half an hour more. Trippiers takes Stones and off the line! So um, Stones headed uh, the ball directly at the goal and it was headed off the line by one of the Croatian defenders. Frustration there. Perisic. So this is Perisic uh, uh, crossing the ball right into the danger zone. Uh, I guess it's Mandukic who's, who's looking to, to pick it up probably on the six-yard line. And he's got two English defenders who are slightly behind him. I guess he's going to tap it in. Aimed it at Mandukic. What a save by Pickford. Pickford, though. Blimey. What a brilliant keeper. Oh, my God. Pickford is brilliant. Um, I think he's my favourite player in the team. Um, I think he's absolutely brilliant. I used to be a goalkeeper myself. I used to play Sunday League football, which is like a sort of amateur football league. Uh, local towns play each other. And I was in the, 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 the team as the goalkeeper. I was 15 years old. And all the other guys on the football pitch were like grown men. And some of them were like smoking before the game and during the game even sometimes. They would arrive hungover and, uh, you know, everyone would get changed in the changing rooms. It would be freezing cold winter morning somewhere in England, in the the Midlands somewhere. And I'd be playing in goal with these guys and and we were just terrible. We were the worst team in the league. We were a complete joke. Um, And uh, and as the goalkeeper, I was... uh, I was actually pretty good and in games I would save so many... uh, so many shots all the time but then I'd also let in loads of goals so people would be beating us by eight goals you know but I would save like another 10 during the game it was just completely mad and really good fun and anyway so I have respect for goalkeepers but that was an amazing save by uh, Pickford there he was a brick wall another cross into the English penalty area for Croatia Pivaric Walker got there so though did Perisic, Mandzukic, Croatia! The ball just bouncing high into the, into the penalty area. Mandzukic, Mandzukic kind of just, just positioned himself underneath it and just sort of dragged it into the, into the goal. Uh, English defence, what were they doing? Hit the front, Mario Mandzukic pounced and England are hurt. And Cro- so, so that was it, 2-1 to Croatia in the end. Croatia for the first time ever will play in a World Cup final. So there you go. 
there you go that was the summary and uh so yeah you know france versus croatia then in the final um so um you know basically don't underestimate croatia surely they must be tired by now but they keep fighting and there's so much spirit in this team. Some people say that France got lucky with an own goal during the final and a debatable penalty. Uh, the own goal was actually a great free kick by Griezmann. You know, the, this is in the final now I'm talking about. Uh, France versus Croatia. France 4, Croatia 2. First goal um, uh, is, a, is, is debatable because of the penalty. And then it was an, uh, an own goal. Um, was actually a, it was actually a good free kick by Griezmann. It did come off uh, the Croatian defender. Uh, it came off the head of uh, a Croatian defender. But it was right in the danger zone. And if it had come off anyone's head, it would have gone in. So it was a great free kick straight into the danger zone. And, it, and you know, anyone's head would have put it in. Um, a little bit lucky, maybe, but still a great kick. Uh, Croatia came back then, controlling the game in the first half an hour. France then won a debatable penalty and Griezmann uh, crossed the ball in and the defender was coming down after jumping and appeared to move his hand to the ball in the penalty area. The ref couldn't see it properly from that angle so he went to VAR and then called it as a penalty. Uh, Some people are are saying that the referee was biased but I can completely see how they gave the penalty uh, but I can also see why you'd be pissed off because it, it is kind of borderline. Was the handball intentional or not? The hand does go to the ball. It's really hard to tell. But the more you watch it on the replay, the more you think that the referee can't really not give it, you know. So France score the penalty and it's 2-1 to France then. And I think at this point Croatia start to get tired. And it, it happened eventually. This terminator of a team that wouldn't stop coming no matter how hard you hit them. The comeback kings themselves got a bit tired. And then Pogba started linking up with Mbappe and causing trouble for the Croatian goalkeeper. An amazing pass from Pogba to Mbappe led to an attack where the ball bounced around just outside the box and Pogba got hold of it, uh, basically meaning sort of kicked the ball. He got hold of it and shot the ball rebounded off the legs of a, of a line of Croatian players and they sort of didn't know where the ball had gone. And you see them looking around for a moment. They, d- they don't know where the ball is. But then by which time Pogba has stepped up and with the inside of his left foot, he's netted it from about 20 yards away and it's 3-1 to France. And at this point, France you know, show some class and generally have some really great runs. Mbappe scores one of the goals of the tournament from further away than the Pogba goal, hitting it hard with a bit of finesse, low into the bottom left corner, leaving the keeper miles away. It's amazing. And it's 4-1 to France at this point. Surely they're going to win it at this point. Croatia now must be feeling pretty crushed having given it whatever they could for the last few weeks. And then for some reason, the French goalkeeper, Loris, makes a real sandwich of a back pass and cocks it right up by basically handing it on a plate to Mandzukic, who was, as ever, pressing the goalkeeper and putting him under pressure. And uh, Mandzukic just just knocked it in. And then uh, it was 4-2 to France. And maybe there was a flicker of hope at that point for Croatia, but it wasn't to be. And this French team really proved themselves time and time again, actually. Uh, They had the more difficult route in the tournament compared to England, coming up against Argentina, Uruguay, Belgium, and then Croatia, compared to England's route of Colombia, where they were basically matched, just one penalty decided that game. 
and then Sweden, who didn't seem to put up much of a fight. Uh, and only when we met a real team like Croatia or Belgium, we didn't quite cut the mustard. But France were brilliant and deserved to win. The thing about France is that they can be a bit unpredictable and sometimes a bit loose. Uh, they, but they can win a game in 15 minutes. Just 15 minutes of play by France is enough to kind of turn the tables. Just by putting together 15 minutes of play, they can handle sort of most of the pitch, especially in that attacking midfield area. And they showed that they had some depth and class and really could turn it on when necessary. And a fun, positive bunch of players who have a good future ahead of them. England, too, might have a good future because the, the team is young. Uh, some people are saying that this World Cup represents the end of the kind of Messi-Ronaldo era and the beginning of a new generation with guys like Mbappe. Um, I reckon this World Cup has been one of the best ones in ages. It, 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 it looks like Russia did a great job of hosting, and this will be very good for Russia's image, I expect, with more people visiting and getting an idea of what it's really like there. Uh, but generally, the World Cup was ace with some amazing goals and some surprises with big teams getting knocked out early and some new talent coming through. Uh, next, it's the Euros in 2020. And apparently they're being hosted all across Europe with a final in Wembley Stadium, which is brilliant. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. By the way, that song... It's Coming Home, you know, the one, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. That song was actually written when England were hosting the Euros in 1996. And so, in a sense, football was coming home in that we were hosting the tournament. And it was 30 years since 1966 when England won the World Cup. So, the song is actually... Uh, about always being disappointed by England, but still having hope that they can play well. Um, and it's actually a, a, a really well-written song with good chord changes and lyrics. I have had a serious earworm going around my head for three or four days. A really serious earworm going around and around and around in my head. Now, you're thinking, wait a minute, Luke, what is an earworm? Can you explain? Um, well... Unless you have, well, you may have already worked it out, but an, e uh, a, a, an earworm, that's a, a worm in your ear, is when you have music stuck in your head, right? Um, sometimes you just wake up in the morning with a song vividly running around your head, you know, d different songs each time usually. Uh, for me, throughout the World Cup, all the way through the last part of the World Cup, I had It's Coming Home going around and around in my head, um, but this week I've had a serious earworm going on and I can't shift it. I can't get rid of it. It's just going, it's pumping around in my head and I can't get rid of it. Sometimes this is annoying, right? You know, when you have an earworm. But I'm actually enjoying it this time because I've had this all week and I'm not sure where it came from. And the music is, in fact, the Super Mario Kart soundtrack from the old uh, Super Nintendo version of the game. Super Mario Kart did you ever play that? Well, I've got the soundtrack to that game running around my head, and I've had it for days. Uh, the original one from the Super Nintendo, uh, pretty much the entire soundtrack going around and around in my head. So in the 80s and in the 90s, uh, Nintendo released a series of absolutely classic games. I mean, it was just... So a little history of Nintendo, sort of, some of the games here. I'm just going to talk about Nintendo because this is the music that's been going around my head. And f 
in, instead of actually driving me mad, I've been really enjoying it. And I feel like I need to share it with you. So in the 80s and 90s, Nintendo released a series of absolutely classic games. I mean, there was, you know, Super Mario Brothers. And um, then you've got like uh, Le- The Legend of Zelda and various other Nintendo platforms, which then sort of went from simple... Uh, um, consoles to more complex consoles like on the Nintendo 64 um, and certain different types of games. Super Mario Kart was one of those uh, classic uh, games that was produced by Nintendo. So these these games, these classic Nintendo games were just quality from top to bottom. Like Everything about them was just class. Um, just something about Nintendo in that period just oozed quality. There was just quality just oozing out of everything they did. Like The Super Nintendo, I think, was just for me, like an amazing moment in computer games because you went from this basic kind of two-button little box thing to a much more sleek designed thing with like uh, suddenly there are six buttons on the control pad and the thing looks cool and the graphics are suddenly a lot better and the potential. There are are certain types of... um, software or technology or whatever in the Super Nintendo that allowed the console to generate certain types of image. And one of the things it could do was like create a sort of a a 3D uh, landscape and and it was you were able to kind of like move around inside a kind of 3D grid. Um, And you saw that in games like uh, F-Zero, the driving game, where there's the horizon is kind of moving around left to right. And, they, and that was quite good for racing games and sort of flying games and things. And so you then got um, a game like Super Mario Kart, which used the same, I guess, the same program to create this kind of horizon that could shift left to right. It was perfect for creating the sense that you were driving around a track or something with the horizon moving in the background and, you know, everything moving relative to everything else. And and it was just perfect for racing games. And Mario Kart was... They took the the limitations of the technology uh, that you wouldn't... You know, it wasn't very complex stuff. And they were trying to render, like, uh, racetracks and have backgrounds moving and and that sort of thing so it was pretty good they pushed the technology pretty well and the gameplay was absolutely uh incredible Uh, um, and it was just really fun to play with your friends and fight against each other and and try and beat the best lap times and things and uh you know amazing gameplay incredibly addictive play it all night um and you know playing it so much you get exposed to the soundtrack on a subliminal level because it's just repeating over and over and over again so i think there were times back in probably the mid 90s when i was playing a lot of super mario kart with my friends at university or something and the soundtrack has just burned its way into my head a bit like the way in which english can can kind of find its way into your head if you listen to it enough you know if you kind of keep going repeating uh, you know again and again I actually find I, I, I have that with uh, stand-up comedy routines that I really like. So I, there are sort of stand-up comedians that I, I really enjoy watching, and I repeat their, you know, I watch their routines again and again on video. People like Bill Hicks and my friends and me, my brother, we, we all remember, like, all of the lines, the jokes, the, the, the bits that Bill Hicks would do. So I think it's possible just you know listening again and again you can actually start to own these phrases and they start to become part of your language so you know even with my friends we often will communicate in in film uh script extracts you know quotes from films and things that work their way into the language from star wars or with nail and i things like that 
Anyway, so I'm just talking about the, the, the way that the music obviously got its way into my head. And English can probably do this, you know, do the same thing. But um, so, yes, Nintendo games at that time just oozed quality. And there was also Sega, the other, uh, probably the main competitor of Nintendo at the time was Sega. Sega, Sega. Some people say Sega. I don't know. I always say Sega. And they had their character Sonic the Hedgehog. And he was very popular as well. Uh, a very fast hedgehog, which is sort of a joke, I suppose, because hedgehogs in real life are not very fast uh, but this was an incredibly fast blue hedgehog and he was popular but i think he couldn't really hold a candle to mario and all the mario games sonic was good it was great um the the, the fluid way that the, he would f- roll into a ball and you could go really fast but um there's just it, something about the all-round character and the charisma of, of mario and, and the mario universe kind of trumps uh, sonic i i think um and just the game's breathed quality and class, level design, you know, just the general visual design of it and, and, the, and the responsiveness of the controls and the way that it, everything was like clipped with a little kind of extra. They just pushed it a little bit further into the realms of cuteness and satisfying stuff like satisfying noises, satisfying chunky gameplay and and just class basically and other games too like the legend of zelda is also a perfect example of nintendo's um amazing production skills and you know visually in in terms of gameplay but also the sounds and the music i mean you'd get like just turning on your console turning on your snes you put the cartridge in and switch it on with that satisfying chunky button that would go click and um and you'd instantly be greeted by an unmistakable sound like a bleep or a ding you know like a booding kind of sound and the nintendo logo on the screen but the the blip the the little noise that it made was somehow so well done just a little bling a bit like the way that apple apple have done that as well where just the apple logo appearing and a little noise and it's suddenly kind of profound or uh weird emotional feeling sometimes even the way that some logos appear you know like at the beginning of films when the production company logos come up and it's all sort of dramatic and moody uh the nintendo logo sort of um was evocative of just sort of joy and and fun and uh you know just nice things like that um and uh so Yes, that dinging sound. It was just right. It was kind of cute. It was quick. It was satisfying somehow. It was even sort of reassuring. And then all the Mario games, Super Mario Brothers, you know, 1, 2, 3, and, and 64 and, and beyond, Super Mario Kart, The Legend of Zelda, they're all blessed with really good music. And I am actually being serious. Uh, I, I genuinely think that the music from these games is really well composed even though it is all kind of bleepy noises that were programmed on a basic computer uh, somehow the the, the 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 musician the writer managed to get some really cracking melodies and interesting bossa nova kind of things in there so i've just googled this right and it turns out that all of the work all of the music in all of these games, these classic Nintendo games, it's all the work of pretty much one guy who did the music for a stunning number of classic Nintendo titles. And I'm just going to have a look at his Wikipedia page here, and we'll have a little look. Koji Kondo, a Japanese music composer, pianist, and sound director who works for the video game development company Nintendo. He's best known for his involvement in numerous titles in the Mario and the Legend of Zelda series of video games, among other games produced by the company. So, I mean, this is the guy 
who who actually did it. He's just some some Japanese guy working for Nintendo. I bet he's been working for Nintendo. Uh, yeah, probably since 1983, right at the beginning of his career, and he's still there. And this is the guy who brought us these these bits of music. And I'm just going to run through some of the titles that he did the music for. Punch Out, you know, that classic old boxing game. Uh, what else? Uh, Kung Fu, Super Mario Brothers, uh, Legend of Zelda, uh, Super Mario Brothers, The Lost Levels. So all the Super Mario Brothers ones, Pilot Wings. Remember that one where you're kind of like parachuting down? You've got to go through different sort of targets and stuff. Or Star Fox, Yoshi's Island, um, Mario Golf, Mario Party, Mario Tennis. Just everything. Donkey Kong, uh, all the Luigi games, Wii Sports, uh, Wii, Wii Play, uh, everything. He's basically done it all. All that classic Nintendo stuff is this guy, Koji Kondo. And this this is the stuff that's been going around in my head for, for days now. I'm, I'm probably being influenced heavily by nostalgia here. But I do love these tunes. And despite the limitations of the technology and the software of the time, they were very catchy indeed. And also very melodic and jazzy with touches of uh, bossa nova. I spent a lot of time playing Mario, Mario Kart, Zelda, and, and now a lot of that music's permanently embedded in my brain. So um, this week, though, it's all been about Super Mario Kart. And I, I've been teaching six hours a day, all week, uh, working very intensively, just teaching, teaching, teaching. The pace and rhythm has been very high, and I've had to be very upbeat for days, you know, trying to keep the attention of, of groups of students who are supposed to be doing an intensive general English course for 30 hours in a week. So you've got to keep the energy up. You've got to make sure it comes. The English has got to come thick and fast. You know, they, you, you've got to make sure that you're testing their memory and correcting their errors and introducing new things and trying to plan the course as you go and all that stuff and just holding their attention. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's great training ground for how to talk to groups of people. It, it really is teaching. You, you end up, you know, really locking into everyone's sort of field of vision so you know where they're looking and you have to make sure that you can see every single person because if you can't see one person, they can't see you. So it's, you know, about positioning yourself and broadcasting your voice and adopting the right positive body language. You know, you've got to be assertive. Uh, you know, you can't hold back. Be very, you've got to be the leader uh, in, the, in the group. You've got to establish the fact that in this room, we, you know, we're not shy. We're going to just uh, talk and express ourselves and have fun and relax and ask questions and be interested in other people and generally be take the initiative and be assertive. And that's the sort of communicative atmosphere that you're trying to generate. Uh, And it's, you know, it takes a lot of energy. um, um, And uh, so I've had to be upbeat. And somehow this just completely suits that Mario music. And I was going to say, let's hear some. Let's listen to some. I'm going to try and find... uh, if it's uh, if it's on YouTube, I think you can get actually Super Mario Kart um, soundtrack. Now I've just been I've just been uh, really sort of like bigging up the soundtrack uh, and and uh, the music from computer games. Like really sort of, I've just been saying some really deep, meaningful things about it. And you, know, I'm going to play you some. And <laughs> yeah, I've been bigging it up like it's going to be Wagner or, or or Beethoven or Bach or something. Uh, um, or even just like the Beatles or, or something, but it's just going to be lots of really cheap sounding bleepy noises. Uh, but 
the fir- your first instinct would be like, this sounds so cheap and old-fashioned. But just listen to it. Listen to the musical arrangement and listen to the melodies in there. And also, if you remember this game, this will be like a little trip down memory lane for you, a little nostalgia trip back to the days when you played Super Mario Kart. Let's have a listen to it. Oh, no, I've got to back up there because there was the little bleep. Remember this? Check out that bass line in the background. Does this bring back any memories for you? I wonder. Just, you know, picture the fun. You can, you, you're about to start playing a game of Super Mario. Let's go through some of the other parts of the soundtrack here. <laughs> All right. Right, this is the music when you, you have to choose your driver. You know, you're like, who are you going to choose? Mario, you're going to choose that guy with the, with the mushroom on his head? Uh, Princess Peach, the, 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 the monkey guy, Donkey Kong? Who are you going to choose? Mario, you're going to go for Mario. Okay, so that's the, that's the music when you choose your driver. And then, uh, here we go. Maybe you have to press the button at the right moment so that you shoot forwards quickly. That's the idea. And now we're going to go around um, Mario Circuit. Remember this? Well, you know what, actually? I found on Spotify, I actually looked for it on Spotify, and I found something really cool, a band called The One-Ups, and they've done an album called Super Mario Kart Album, and they're like a a cool studio band and they've done an album of cover versions of Super Mario uh, Kart music and this is Mario Circuit the one we just uh... no here's the title screen now you see what I mean so you thought that was just cheesy computer game music but actually if you just present it with different instruments and a slightly different arrangement it can sound amazing and it's a you know it's a genuinely good little melody so there you go that's the title screen let's now just go back to what did i have before um the uh mario circuit okay come on let's have a bit of mario circuit then we'll hear the yeah this one okay so we're going to hear a li- little bit of this from the Nintendo game. And then we're going to hear the, uh, the studio band version. What do you think it's going to be like? Okay, here we go. I'm going to pause now and go back to uh, Mario Circuit. Here we go. Okay, so they're kind of... They've made it into like a funk version. A bit of slap bass. Some funky keyboard sounds. It's like a sort of a Wurlitzer organ, maybe. Now that's pretty smooth, come on. See? Yeah, they've got the groove going here on the Super Mario Kart soundtrack. Oh yeah. I mean, this is like Super Mario Kart from the 1970s. 
if they were driving around in like Starsky and Hutch cars. That's what Mario Kart would have been like in the 70s. If it had been like made in America or something. So that is obviously awesome. Uh, let's just have maybe one more, okay? Uh, and I want to have, um, where is it now? Donut Plains? Okay. This is the one that's been going around my head, okay? Um, in fact, they've all been going around my head, but especially this one. I mean, it's incredibly upbeat. But, I mean, it, it does make you go slightly insane. Can you imagine just rushing around a language school for a week, six days, six, six hours a day, with this music running through your head all the time? <laughs> like, shit, I've got to plan my lesson. I've got to get my photocopiers right. I've got to, like, prepare those phrasal verbs. I've got to do this. I've got to check this grammar. I've got to just check my register there. I've got to, like, speak to my boss. I've got to get some... I've got to eat a sandwich. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back to the class. You know, we're going to do some grammar today, but don't worry. It's not going to be boring. Uh, we'll, you know... Oh dear, that all the time. But let's okay. That's the that's the Mario Kart version. Let's hear the uh, let's hear the the groovy studio band doing Donut Plains. Hi, welcome to the Super Mario Kart uh, Cafe. This is where everyone sits around and plays Super Mario Kart. But we've got a live funk band in the back of the room there, providing the soundtrack. And in fact, our version of Super Mario Kart is set in the 70s. All the cars are American muscle cars from the 1970s. It's a bit like that game Driver. You know, the one on the PlayStation? It's like that, but in Super Mario Kart, you know? Okay, so there you go. I just needed to share that with you. So check out that band, though. They're called the... What are they? The One-Ups. Oh... Uh, sorry, O-N-E-U-P-S, the one-ups, uh, and it's the Super Mario Kart album, and you can actually enjoy listening to that, uh, you know, in your free time, because it's nice music. Okay, so, um, so yes, working intensively, teaching, blah, 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 it's July, in, in uh, nearly August in Paris, August is holiday, uh, holiday season, uh, difficult, it becomes difficult to record and upload podcasts. I'm not complaining, I'm very happy, but I do want to explain that the uploading of episodes might be a little bit inconsistent over the next couple of months. Uh, there should be premium episodes, because I, I have to provide you with regular premium content, because you're paying for that. Well, just the price of a coffee or a beer every month. But anyway, things are a bit hectic at the moment. I'm working those intensive courses, and then August, we're going away to a few destinations in France in August. Usually, um, we go abroad to some kind of faraway place, uh, and then I come back and I sort of tell you about it on the podcast. But this year, we're just staying in France, which I'm very happy about, uh, because I want to explore more of this country, which is beautiful, by the way. There are plenty of beautiful places here, and I want to get to know those places, sample the local food, enjoy the weather, drink the wine, relax by the pool, and all that sort of thing. So, French holidays um, this year, mostly in the south of France, different places. Probably no big adventures this time. I don't think we'll be climbing a, a vol- an active volcano or 
you know, other, any other kind of thing, like getting on some dodgy, rickety boat uh, that might sink, um, you know, other such adventures. No, I don't think so. We'll probably just be uh, relaxing as much as possible. If there are stories, I will tell them on the podcast. Um, I'll be spending some time in, in down in the south of France with... Uh, with the family including my, my mum and dad and my brother they'll be joining us for a few days so I don't know we, you might get a sun-baked uh, episode featuring them or something like that if uh, if they can be bothered uh, but you know I'll, maybe I'll just offer to cook them a barbecue or something and they'll, and they'll be up for it um, so there you go that's it then I think for this episode um, I guess I'll, I'll leave you with three things uh, first thing is if you're in London then hang out with Zdenek and the other Lepsters at the Fitzroy Tavern on Charlotte Street near Tottenham Court Road Station. Let Zdenek know in advance that you're coming with an email at teachersdenek at gmail.com. Board games, beer, pub food and good times to be had by all. Um, the second thing is you should get the Luke's English Podcast app. Just search the App Store for Luke's English Podcast app for all the episodes on your phone and a whole bunch of bonus bits and pieces including grammar lessons stories vocabulary jingles phrasal verbs videos and more and uh, if you want to take it to the next level also and help me out with a contribution each month in return for a premium subscription you'll get access to regular language-based episodes focusing on the things that you've heard in conversations on this podcast you can sign up to lep premium at teacherluke.co.uk slash premium. So this has been Luke's English Podcast. Have yourselves a great night, regardless of of what time of day it is now. Uh, Even if it is the middle of the day, I just hope you have a good night, either in the sense that the the next night you have is a good one, or the the more gothic sense that even during the daytime, it is nighttime. And so you can have a good night at any time if you're a goth. But if you're not a goth, then have a good day either today or tomorrow but for now i'll just say good oh wait actually before we finish i just uh, realized there's something that uh, that i wanted to play to you so during the uh, the world cup final um i actually stuck a microphone out of the window of my flat in paris to catch some of the sounds of um of um like all the noise the incredible levels of noise so uh, you've got to hear this this is insane this is just in my neighborhood i've got a couple of bars downstairs below where i live here uh, and so they were absolutely jam-packed full of people but also it's just it's like every single person in the whole area is cheering and singing and making noise at the same time and it, you can actually feel listen really carefully and you'll hear the depth of the sound of like how much the entire city is cheering uh, this is when uh, france scored maybe goal three or goal four let's see That's, that's just sticking the microphone out the window. Listen to that. It's like the entire city just completely going bonkers. I mean, it's just completely insane. It was, you know, it was like this all throughout the game. And then, like, all evening and all night it was just completely mad outside 
with loads of people in the street cheering and, and singing and shouting. Like all the cars that came past were beeping their horns. There were um, fireworks going off in the background and um, like motorbikes, like really fast, loud motorbikes coming through, revving their engines as loud as they could go. And just loads of stuff, like fireworks, really loud fireworks going off right outside our, our building. Like bang, you'll hear one of them in a minute. You'll hear, hear one of the fireworks coming up in a second. But can you listen to that? Listen to all the singing. So, and our, our baby daughter was trying to sleep through this as well. All this kind of stuff. She was in bed trying to sleep. And it took her a while to get to sleep, but eventually she slept through it, which uh, I find amazing. Maybe it's because she's half English, and so she's kind of partly hooligan anyway. So this is, you know, that was like nice relaxing uh, music to her ears. Uh, I think this is another goal. Here we go. I've... So you can just check that out. It sounds like the whole city is exploding or something. Now, this is the one with the fireworks. I'm going to skip forward to a firework. Okay, you're going to hear a firework in a second. Now, actually, you're going to, in a moment, you're going to hear a bang. Okay, you're going to hear like a bang sound. And it's totally on the recording, okay? It's, it's, it's on the, the recording. Someone's letting off fireworks. So it's only on the recording. It's not actually happening around you, okay? So there is a bang coming. But imagine my little uh, baby daughter trying to sleep, and then this goes off, like, outside her window. I mean, flipping heck. And then uh, and, and it, they did more as well. Listen to this. How loud is that? Scary noise, actually. And then there were other ones, like these ones here. And this is like uh, quite a while after the game as well. After the game had finished, it was just the after party. It was just this kind of stuff going on outside. Whoa, and another, another loud bang. Flipping heck. Jeez. You see? But, I mean, generally, the, the atmosphere was, was really fantastic, actually. I mean, everyone's just celebrating. It wasn't like, it wasn't violent. It wasn't, there was no malice involved in it in, at all. It's actually really just everyone's celebrating so much. And the, the Champs-Élysées, which is, um, you know, this famous street in, in Paris, this long avenue. Um, and at the top, there's the uh, Arc de Triomphe. Uh, and the whole Champs-Élysées was completely packed with people, all um, celebrating with, f- you know, fireworks and all sorts of stuff, smoke going off everywhere. Uh, just incredible scenes, and they were doing that, you know, quite late into the night. Uh, so it's just incredible to be in a country where uh, where they've won the World Cup. I mean, it's just an amazing thing to see. And so, in a way, for me. Uh, this year football sort of did come home in a sense because you know I live here in France and they won so weirdly I feel like the only English guy 
who can say, yeah, football did come home this year. Anyway, you've been listening to Luke's English Podcast. Did I say that correctly? You've been listening to Luke's English Podcast. There you go. Um, and uh, I'll speak to you again on the podcast soon. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.